Welcome. To Arcade Audio. I'm testing the microphone. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. You're not done with your fucking Kit Kat. You started it before me. So first you're sleeping before we start. Now you're not even finishing the Kit Kat. I downed mine. You still have a whole nother piece? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Why yeah. do I do this to myself? I like it. I just watched this god-awful wrestling show, and now I'm sitting here talking with you, talking about this god-awful movie. Don't spoil it. Oh, please. What? Hmm? They know. The three people who watched it. Zac Efron's mom. Thanks for listening. Wendy. I don't know. I think that is her name. Wendy. Hey, Alexa. What's Zac Efron's mom's name? Zac Efron's mother is Starla Basket. Starla Basket? Did I hear that right? Green no. No, Alexa. Stop. Stop. I can't click. Alexa! Stop! So Zac Efron's mom is Basket Case by Green Day. That's what we figured out there. Wonderful. Great. Well, it's November 2nd. Number first, number second. The second. Second. I'm already shouting. My throat's starting to hurt now. Great. Again. Well, I forgot great. to take Dayqu- I forgot to take Dayquil when I was supposed to take Dayquil at eight. So I'm just. You're a mess. You're falling apart, I'm gonna, kid. I'm gonna rapidly melt, deteriorate, and crumble in the middle of all this. Uh, if you're new here, that's par for the course. Uh, just like it's par for the course for Samantha and I, a married couple, to discuss our lives together. And in those lives, we have a lot of movies. Almost have an exact number of which <laughs> to, to share with you, uh, which we'll get to here in a second. And we watch a random movie. We talk about it here on the show. That's the uh, that's the show. Um, We're done. Happy Halloween, belatedly. We had a fun time trick-or-treating on Monday as a Harley Quinn, Batman, a Batgirl, I should say, and the Joker. With the family. So we're past our spooky season. Past that spooky season. Yep. You know what's great is just repeating what I say. Um, 1,800. I wasn't there yet. Well, you had mentioned it. I mentioned it, but let me build it up. Just don't throw a random number out there. Kill all the fucking suspense. Have some group mind with me. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Okay. what? I'm, I'll start auditioning other people for the show then. Go for it. Yeah. Good luck with that. Um, besides that, this past weekend was spent uh, being fucking sick. If you remember how I sounded when we recorded on uh, Thursday last week, I got worse. <laughs> and then you didn't feel good. Somehow, and then yeah. Julie didn't feel good. So we just sat around like a bunch of fucking sad sacks. Bunch of sad sacks. And uh, the one thing I did accomplish over the weekend was as I alluded to, and Samantha almost just spilled the beans on, finally digitized our movie list, which was requested from some of our guests to, uh, to review so they can make informed decisions about what they could pick. Uh, we are going to be resuming our guest star series in January. But also, look, we've been carting around different like little bins of index cards and all this for so long. Yeah. And also... And this pains me to say, because I was so good at this for so long, I have accidentally, over the past couple years, bought movies I've already owned. (laughs) And I need a list if I'm going out, and 
rummaging through bins or for Black Friday. I mean, when you get to have as many as we have, it does get difficult to remember them all. So, Samantha, how many movies do we currently have that we have not watched for the show? Why did you do that? I thought some of them were you you were organizing it. Miss Spreadsheet Organizer, show off. If you don't have it, then... Well, no, but I wasn't finished yet. I separated out the ones we have watched, but I haven't taken them out of the grand... I guess I could do it this way. Hang on. So after all that, you didn't even have it the way that I... Because I I wasn't finished. I I didn't get to finish... um, I had that number when I first put it together. When I was doing the list. Okay, so keep doing the list. Oh, no, 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 because you've already... God knows what you've done with it. I went in there and I was trying to sort it out and... Because we have to have all of the series notated and things like that. Including today's movie that we watched. Mm-hmm. We have 400, we've watched 479 Okay, movies. very good. And how many we have that we have not yet watched? Roughly. No, exactly. Well, I mean, there may be some that never had cards made. As, as you're not as good as you, at your job. 1,404. Nice. So around 1,400 movies. Unwatched. So if that is the exact number, uh, we will be done with this project in roughly, exactly 27 years. 27 years. Isn't that like a Sandra Bulk movie or something? 27 dresses. 28 weeks later. 28 days later. Mm-hmm. Tw- uh, we'll, we'll be, we'll be six, turning 63. I mean this with all due respect and love. If I'm still doing this with you when I'm 63 years old, I will have already drank in cyanide. Yeah, because I would have served it to you. No, no, no. I would have been like, cool, what are we doing tonight? Our daughter's in college, uh, and I've been sitting on this couch reviewing movies with you at hundreds of, for thousands of years, it feels like. No, no, it would have, it would oh, have been we another, an additional 27 years. <laughs> To this, to the what? How it feels. Eight years that we've already done. Just how it feels. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't even recall over the past week if I've watched anything that I haven't not watched before. No, I don't think so. I think it's only the things that. I think so as well. I I honestly don't remember. There was one thing that I was like, "Oh, this is on. I'll watch this," and I can't for the life of me remember what the fuck it was. You're just batting a thousand here, buddy. I'm I'm gonna try to quickly go through. is there a way for me to review, like, what I've watched everywhere? My stuff. Well, not watch list. I want to filter by what I've already watched. I don't know. Oh, that's annoying. I don't watch. I don't, I don't get out much. Well, it's, it's, yeah, you're not watching. It's what I've watched. <laughs> you idiot. Oh, here we go. Watch again. Uh, nope, not there. Um... I honestly don't remember. That sucks. That's sad. It, it, if you can't tell, we're stalling to talking about this movie. I rewatched The Shining. I rewatched Room 237. Yep, yep. I watched Zack and Mary make a mm-hmm. porno. I watched... I took like seven naps. Like, look, we just really don't want to talk about this movie. It just... We really should just get into it. Oh, no, trust me. I want to talk about this movie. Oh, you do. But, uh, you know, I, I would be a disservice what to is? people that are you know, here with us. That, that like to listen to you talk. I don't think that there's anyone in this world who likes to listen to you talk more than yourself. Uh, Jillian loves watching and listening to herself do anything. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you take a video or a picture and you say, oh, let me see, let me see. It's like, you're a self-centered little twit. But, yeah, but what, but what my sentence was is that nobody loves to hear you talk more than yourself. Ow. Just jammed my finger. And you messed up the recording. It's fine. It's fine. See? All good. It's good. This is going to bother me if I don't figure this out. So I'm going to figure this out. So Stahl, tell everyone a fun story. Uh, About what? About your life, I guess. I don't know. Uh (laughs) It's raining right now. It's been raining all night, so I was taking a nap before we started recording this. You know, at 9 o'clock at night, prime well, yeah. nap time. It, it actually is. It's prime nap time. They stay up. Oh, so this is on Netflix now? 
Oh. See, this is why streaming makes no sense. The bad guys literally left Paramount Plus or Peacock to now be on Netflix. Well, Jillian will be happy that she'll get to keep watching it. She gets to watch for a 900th time. Um, we watched Paperboy, the Paperboy, off of uh, Peacock. We because did. we that's the thing I wanted to mention. We have our brand new, awesome, spanking. 75-inch TV. TV. Jinx your jokes. Mounted to the wall. In the living room. It's amazing. I love it. It's a big smart TV, so it's got all the um, streaming and and apps all kind of built into it. Um, But because we were sicker in hell this weekend, as it was being done by our handyman, we weren't able to put back together any of the King's Horses and King's Men that would be our PlayStation that runs the Blu-rays and everything else. Uh, in Why between. did you have to say it like that? Because I don't fucking know what I'm doing. I rewatched Crazy Stupid Love. That was one thing I watched. Uh, some of the stuff I've watched in years. I don't even know how this is here. Um, wasn't anything on Disney Plus. Uh, I don't think it was anything on Paramount Plus. So you watch a lot of wrestling. Yeah, I watch a lot of wrestling. All right, whatever. I didn't fucking watch it. Paperboy, let's talk about this shitty fucking shit. Mm. Uh, my turn to read. Mm-hmm. Instantly notorious, says Vulture. If that's the first review on your movie, just don't make a movie. But like, which Vulture? <laughs> like, like the bad guy from Spider-Man? Yeah, Michael Keaton. That's what I Hulky, thought. sweaty, outrageously entertaining... Not like anything I've ever seen, says The Atlantic. Oh, boy. In the 1960s, star reporter Ward Jansen, Matthew McConaughey, and his friend Yardley returned to their hometown in Moet County, Florida, to write about a prisoner who may have been wrongly convicted. As their investigation into the case continues, they stir up issues of race and acceptance, which complicates the lives of everyone involved. Also starring Zac Efron, Nicole Kidman, and John Cusack. You sure it's not just Moat, Florida? No, they said it in the movie. I don't. They I said, couldn't understand any of the things that they said. You mean you could have said Macy Gray's narration? That's who we get? I this think, is, I'm going to have to call it a work tomorrow. Because in your review from home. So, I wish... Something I want to try to eventually start doing when... Uh, I, I don't know when. We're past the point in this podcast. But I wish I had like a John from Glasgow from Podswoggle uh, for Married with Movies that could go back and tell me this is the episode that pa- the Paperboy came up. Because at some point we did something where we discussed either Nicole Kidman or Zac Efron's or even fucking Jellyfish. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I was like, we discussed peeing. Or something. I don't know. And it was like, oh yeah, like that Zac Efron getting pissed on in a Nicole Kidman movie, The Paperboy? It was cut to two weeks later, I'm at a Walmart. And we buy it. And I see it. No, you were like asleep in the car and it came back and I go, hey, about the paper boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is and entirely then, your fault. Oh, this is 100% my fault. And then I nominated it. And of course, you didn't pick it. You nominated whatever else I nominated, um, which I could go in the box and look for. Oh, we'll, we'll miss those stats if we don't have our cards. Oh, well. We can digitalize what's on the cards. And uh, now we've been waiting a year, two, three years to experience this. And then here we are. With the fucking piss all over our face because we're the fucking idiots that sat down and watched this godforsaken movie. I fucking look hated this movie. Look, this is look, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Look, look, go Gators. <laughs> go go Gators. Gators. Number one, number two. I'm all about a movie that opens on two people fucking in a car. When I had no idea what those noises were, because they were not pleasant noises. Well, also, it was hard to it hear. It was very, it was hard to was, hear. It looked so cheap. The so, movie looked okay. very, this looked like okay. a student film camera let, favor with let, a bunch of rich people who were just doing it out of uh, blackmail. Yeah, let me, let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hmm. Chris, I have to tell you something. What? That's what Jillian always does. She always says, I have to tell you something. I thought that there was something wrong with our television. (laughs) 
And then I remembered. TV. Right. Well, because like we, we got this new TV, right? It's got all these cool features that we don't really know yeah, everything this about. Magic it's got remote. This magic remote that I don't know how the fuck it works. It's like a Wii remote. I don't know how it works. And all of a sudden, we're watching this movie, and then these things start happening, and I'm like, am I high? Did I accidentally eat eat some... Did we get some weed candy in Jillian's Halloween bag? We watched this last night. We watched this last night. And I I was concerned for a second. I was like, no, that's that's not it, because it continues to happen. At the oddest moments, it's one. Of, it's the, one of the, the worst edited and the uh, editing and the stylized movies yes, I've ever seen. The style, the stylistic choices, the editing, like the the the. There's like images. Changes. Yeah, there's dissolves and like images superimposed on one another, I, and it's supposed to be like melodramatic and I think purposely confusing. And it just makes everything else that surrounds so all of that. It makes it so much worse. So much I worse. I felt the entire time like I was watching a Neil Breen movie. No, a Neil Breen movie at least I could no, no, laugh no. at but ironically. No, I meant I meant from the quality. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant from a quality perspective, like like a low budget, no. Skill behind the camera or in the editing room movie. Which is I, bonkers because it's not like Lee Daniels is some kind of slouch. Lee Daniels uh, made Precious, which right, he was nominated for Best Director at, and Best Picture in the Academy Awards. This isn't even like in the same style. Like I, I, I don't understand the choices. But then it does make sense in that he also did The United States versus Billie Holiday, which we also were not fans of in any stretch of the imagination. Just a couple years ago. Uh, look, but this movie is just one I just, big fucking unorganized... It was distracting. Mumbly mess. Mumbly mess is, I think, the perfect way to describe this movie. It was distracting. It was very, very difficult to follow from a story perspective. And there's not... Throwing and, in the... Uh, effects if you will like did this movie think it was going to win like for best visual effects no no like no, no. that's what i felt it, like they were going no, for like having like, like editing i thought no but i thought that they were gonna have like a like you know on powerpoint like a like a swipe transition going through this like, why we're doing a good job also because we're talking over one another constantly and this is like the worst robert altman movie ever where it's just like people just interrupting one another and conversations cross-secting with one another and it doesn't help. You're you're correct. It's hard to know what's happening. It's not like it's a complicated plot. Uh, a a reporter returns to his hometown to investigate. The back of the movie summed it up perfect. The back of the box summed it up perfectly. A possible wrongful conviction of a uh, of a murderer, um, of like a, a possibly racist town sheriff. Right. That easy peasy lemon squeezy. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you. Throw into the mix, and I'm just going to spitball here. Tell me if I'm missing anything. Uh, a psycho bimbo, uh, well, not stalker, a psycho bimbo. What's the phrase for like a woman that's like obsessed with serial killers or loves uh, a psycho bimbo pen pal? Mm-hmm. Uh, a a family torn apart by their father's new girlfriend and the lack of their mother in their lives. Uh, of course, racial tensions in the 60s in the South. Possible, uh, or not possible. In, in, in lately Florida. Yep. Uh, homosexual uh, transgressions. Um, journalistic integrity. Uh, John Cusack, period. Like all of that is interspliced, uh, like re- like redneck inbreeding, possibly, absolutely, a- like a- a alligator butchering, like all of that. And I don't know. This is based off of a book. I'm sure the book is great, um, <laughs> but like all that is just, and that's not even the weirdest shit. Like, it's not and, even so all the that, weirdest so, shit. So all that stuff that's stuffed into the story. 
I don't know what this pan motion I'm making is. <laughs> Uh, but it's stuffed into the story, and then the way that all that stuff uh, takes place is just bonkers. And we'll have to detail how bonkers it is. Uh, there is, like, no redeeming quality. The only thing redeeming about this movie, and I wrote it, and we'll get into it when, I, when we get to my score at the end. Like, it's audacious, if anything. Audacious. There you go, repeating me again. Uh, it is just... A gimmick for this movie. Great. It is almost wild that they go for everything they go for without anybody being like, uh... No. No? Or like, how about something tamer and less, like, grimy? It's just like... It just gives me, like, the worst icky feeling at the end of it. I, it, it's just gross. It's a gross movie. It's gross. It, it, in a couple different ways. It's, like, oh yeah, grossly obscene, and it's, like, I think, grossly self-confident. In, in the way that, like, yes. they think that they're doing they think the they're nailing it. best... <laughs> Thing and it just misses the mark completely. And it wasn't helped by like so. This was touted, you know, Lee Daniels coming off of Precious. Mm-hmm. You have McConaughey in the middle of the McConaissance, Nicole Kidman, the Academy Award winner, Zac Efron trying to you know break out and become like a serious actor, uh, Daniel Aiello. Um, Who? I'm glad he was on the back of the box. Uh, <laughs> you know, like doing his thing too. Uh, so like when it debuted at either TIFF or one of the film festivals, you know, I like those, was, uh, those really pretentious, like, yes. like standing ovations. Like there's the famous internet clip of after Once Upon a Time in Hollywood debut. It was like a nine minute standing ovation and like the cameras are like right up in Brad Pitt, and Margot Robbie and Quentin Tarantino's faces. And they're just like, what the, what the fuck? Like, this is so weird. We got a 15 minute standing ovation. I could not pick out 15 seconds of this movie. I would sit down and rewatch it's just, it's just so trashy. So, like, reading, like, and going through the movie in my notes, like, I, I kept thinking I was reaching a benchmark of, okay, well, at least that's going to be the worst of it. Right, right, right. You know? Like, oh, this scene's, like, did they mean to do this? Like, we're coming down from oh, it. Oh, so, they meant to do this. So the first, like, dinner scene when Ward, you know, gets back into town and he's having dinner with uh, his, his brother, Zach Efron, his dad and his dad's girlfriend's going to be fiancé, Missy Gary's coming in and out, is just horrible. Like, the dad is weird and, like, the, the tension they're putting on with all the different characters is, like, ham-fisted but also, like, undersold so you really don't know, like, what everyone's problem is with another. I'm like... This is just a fucking cluster. Oh, this is bad movie making. But okay, you know, that, 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 that's fine. And then, I think this one, what I'm about to say, has to be number one. And tell me if you have something that's worse than this. And then we can go back on my list. But when Nicole Kidman and John Cusack meet each other for the first time... That's the most uncomfortable scene. It's maybe one of the weirdest and worst things I've ever seen in cinema. In film. Movie, on an entertainment. I, I can't even call it cinema or film. They go to interview... Who makes, what man is named Hillary? Um, the, the serial killer played they by John Cusack. Not serial killer. The, 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 men the, who, are, who are named Lynn and... Southern men. Yeah. Southern man! Um... Manly men. They go to the, meet to meet Hillary Van Etter, Van Wetter, Wetter. whatever, uh, and they've been writing each other these like filthy, disgusting things, you know what they're gonna do to each other when they they see each other, and it's weird. And there's no roundabout way of saying this. They have sex without touching each other. Like it's it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna literally. Telestrate this for you listening at home. It, yeah, it was just. John Cusack sits in a chair and in. Says, across, oh, these are your paper boys. No, no, no. I'm going to spell this fucking out for people, okay? This is important. Across from three adult men 
who are trying to get him out of prison, and a woman who he's been having, you know, sexually explicit lettering back and forth with, penmanship, I don't know, no words are anymore. <laughs> and his priority is, let me see your underpants, basically, right? So Rip, rip your pantyhose. So she's wearing a skirt, so she lifts her skirt up, and she's got pantyhose, and he forces her to rip her pantyhose. Well, and she's all about it. She's not, he's not forcing her to do anything. She's all for this. She rips her pantyhose and exposes her, her pink underwear. And proceeds to... We don't know if she's touching herself. And we don't know if John Cusack is necessarily touching himself. Because everything is now shown from the waist up. Which yeah. is somehow makes it worse. And he's like, imagine... That you're doing to me what you said in your letters. Right. And she's just got her mouth open. She's, she's got her mouth like Pringle duck faced. <laughs> and he's just like blankly staring at her. And they're both just making noises that no human being has ever made while ever having made. sex. And so. And the other people are just sitting there not doing anything. And the guards don't. Good thing the guards don't barge in until after he comes, well, so at the, least that was nice. Stop burying the leads. They say, you know, like no funny business or whatever. It's a police, you know, just decorum. <laughs> they said, don't, no physical contact. Yeah, no physical come, they, decorum. <laughs> so they crescendo. And it, it pans finally to like this little shitty wet spot in John Cusack's like britches that he's you know, the the it's overalls like on his or whatever. jeans or whatever or whatever like like uh, outfit he's wearing because he's a prisoner. Nicole Kidman's all hot and bothered. Matthew McConaughey's character puts, got a boner. Puts his uh, his steto pad over his Johnson to like hide the fact that he's kind of been turned on by this. I mean, wouldn't you have been turned There's on if you were sitting next to one of them? John Holmes railing <laughs> fucking Pamela Anderson couldn't be hard watching this. <laughs> this is one of the most unattractive moments, even in the movie, in human history. And then the police come in and are just like, hey, we thought we said no funny business. Let's go in here. They force him out. David Yellow's character starts like hilariously laughing for some reason. <laughs> finds the whole thing hilarious. And Zac Efron's all mopey pouty because the woman he's fell in love with, who just not even dry humped, space humped. <laughs> and I'm not talking about they're in like the sky, like moon era shit. I'm talking about there is literal COVID distancing between them. <laughs> and they just fucked. It is... Tell me how you really feel. The fact that I sat here <laughs> and held this anything. in for this is one of the most impressive things I've ever done. <laughs> I was sitting here like, how am I not going? Like, I was just keeping it all in. How aggressively awful this fucking is. And of course, the next time they see him, he's like exactly the opposite. I'm not talking like, oh, he's docile like a gentleman. He's like, N-word this, and Martin Luther King this, and just... Wear, wear a dress. Yeah, like, he's, like, angry at her because she's wearing pants. It's the 60s. Women's lib, baby. And I was like, okay, well, that, that's gotta could be... Could you imagine... Could you imagine if I couldn't wear sweatpants every day? Could you imagine if we lived in a world where I had to wear a skirt or a dress every day so when you so i don't mean to call you out here hey, but excuse when me. you were working as a professional in like a public setting you would wear pantyhose every day still well yeah because my feet sweat a lot right gross um but when i i'm just when, saying when like I you got my first professional job it was part of my dress code correct. to wear pantyhose yes uh and I would get like knee high pantyhose to wear when I wore pants because it stopped my feet from sweating as much and um, my dress shoes didn't hurt my feet. I didn't get blisters. It was it was a practical decision. It wasn't a I wore it because I wanted to tear it open and show you my underwear decision. 
I don't know what that reference is to. You'd be the CEO of Wachovia Bank right now. Fucking <laughs> yes, baby. Uh, um, so 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 all so that why is that relevant? No, that diatribe aside. <laughs> I have to know: is that the worst in the movie? Do you have something so. that tops that? I do. T- top it for me, because like I said, I I like I can. Look, I, there's more. Let's cut. Let's cut to the beach. Let's cut to these. So you. So Let's you honestly think to... the, mo- no, the no, what no, this no, movie no, is no, known no, no, for is no, worse? No, 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 no. I think that the jellyfish stings yeah. themselves. It's like he's fucking getting gangbanged by these fucking jellyfish. Look. <laughs> was it what jellyfish? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Zac Efron, I think, uh, like, Zac Efron went, kidnapped went. that jellyfish's son or something. <laughs> All out. These jellyfish had a vendetta. Let me tell you something. I once went to the beach when I was seven years old. Yes. I was just about as big as Jillian, okay? And I would go to the beach a lot with my aunt, and we went into the water, and I got stung by jellyfish from my neck mm-hmm. all the way down to my toes. How, how, many, all how over. many stings would you say? I don't know. You know why? Hmm. Because it wasn't fucking, I didn't get gangbanged by them. I don't fucking know, but I mean, it was painful, sure, but I didn't cry because I wasn't a fucking pussy. I so, was seven. So I know very little. But I've never I'm been 35 like, years old and I cry when I like stub my toe. Yeah. I, um, I, I've never been stung by anything besides the love bug. Um. <laughs> oh, God. But, um, uh, so yeah, so again, the way it's stylized and the way that it happens, I was just like, What's going that, on? It was absurd. And like he's like convulsing and making it these was faces. Absurd. So I'm like, okay, this and this is right after like him and Nicole Kidman, who the you know, she's playing not hard to get, but she really has no interest and he's fawning over her and she's still talking about how she loves this fucking dickhead. Um so he goes in the water to cool off. And mind you, he's also like a professional swimmer, right? Like he went to the University of Florida Go Gators. on a swimming scholarship and got kicked out because as a prank, he emptied the pool. The fact that that's not even the top 25 most ridiculous, stupidest things about this movie just shows you everything you need to know about this fucking movie. But um, he comes out and it, seriously, he looks like, like Freddy Krueger in the basement sure. after 30 seconds. Well, no, I mean, look, I think that's a little, like, that's legit. But he's, like, dying but, from right. it. Can you, you can't die from a jellyfish sting, can you? Well, if you get stung enough. It looks like it's stung, like, three times. I know, like, if you get stung enough, I think he, they were saying he was having an allergic reaction, which, sure. Sure. But, like, yes, like, the jellyfish sting, like, it creates a well, like, depending on the intensity of it, like, it can create, like, different things. I'm not talking about, like, that or, like, her ping hunting. Great. Thank you for coming to the rescue, Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman. Pee all over him. I was seven, so nobody peed on me. My aunt carried me to the lifeguard tower and they put vinegar on my skin because that's the actual practical solution. Well, but who, I mean. The lifeguard. The, the lifeguard tower. I didn't see a lifeguard tower. Well, because they were obviously not in the right they part of the beach. They were in Leetly, Florida. Well. You're lucky they, you're lucky the beach was open. Lucky there was a beach. So, so the thing that you're burying again here is, so he comes up and there's a group of girls who Nicole Kim was trying to like push him on earlier. She's not interested. Um, and they're like, oh, I heard you like, you're supposed to pee, like, you know, pee on him. And they're talking like, oh, who's going to do it? All of a sudden Nicole Kim gets interested. And I swear to God, as close as I can recall this right here, this sentence exits Nicole Kidman's mouth in this movie. If anyone's going to pee on him, it's going to be me. She forces them all away, and then she pisses he doesn't on Zach like, He doesn't like strangers peeing on him, is what she said. Or something like that. And then, like, it's nowhere near as bad as con- or controversial as everything else we've already fucking talked about in this movie. And we still, right. we still have to come she up. Peed. She peed. Some got on, I mean, he got stung on his face, on his on his, on his neck, face, on, on his chest, his shoulders, a little bit. chest. And, like, you okay. can't even really see anything. It probably was rigged. There's rumors that it actually partially happened, so... The thing I like about the research of this movie is it's all over the place. Absolutely. And, and apparently, Nicole Kidman was method uh, in this movie. It's the first time she's ever done that. And on the cutting room floor, Lee Daniels was unsure if he was going to keep, you know, the majority of this in. And he consulted with her. And her quote was essentially like, Lee, you had me pee on Zac Efron. 
you gotta put it in. <laughs> like, yeah. What else are we doing here if that's not in the fucking movie? And that's the only reason why anybody remembers anything about it. Here, here's a thing that I think is undersold later on. About like ten minutes later, Zac Efron pees himself just in the middle of the woods. I'm like, how much just pissing is in this movie? Just a lot of. There's piss. just so much piss in this movie. Well, I mean, should have been the pisser boy. How many times do you go to the bathroom every day? Now, because I'm like 36, way too much. Yeah, you have I to stay hydrated. all the time. You gotta stay hydrated. It sucks. That's it. You gotta flush your body. The fact that I'm at the age where I wake up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and have to go to the bathroom, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. It's disgusting. It's awful. Was there anything you liked about this movie? N- no. Before, before we get back to the bad things. So you say that is the worst. Just, yeah, and not even the peeing part. It's just the stinging. Okay. Just, like, I... I don't mind the peeing. Like, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Was it well acted? Not necessarily. Was it well scripted? Absolutely not. But just his reaction and that stylization of, like, it felt like he was, like, getting, like, shot by these jellyfish and just, yeah. like, being thrown around by them. And it was I just sh- I should also, so absurd. I should point out um, that the movie starts, we talked about that sex scene, but also... Macy Gray, who is the who is Anita, the uh, the, the maid of um, the Jansons, yeah. housekeeper of the Jansons, is like telling the story years after the fact to somebody who we have no idea. It's never brought back ever again because basically around this point in the movie, she just becomes this omnipresent narrator mm-hmm. and starts talking to the audience, which I'll get to back here in a second. Um, so the story makes no sense. It's a total mess. Like, the the drama with the mom, like, we're supposed to care about that as Ward and Jack are, like, going off and, and trying to prove Hillary's alibi in that weird-ass cringy, like, redneck hick family that's skinning alligators and just have topless fat women with their babies just hanging outside. Like, the, the, the Anita being mistreated and the family's, like, struggles are supposed to be you know, an issue now. Your least sources, like, oh, you know, he got him alibied, but, you know, what's that about? Like, it's all just a bunch of muddled Ellen. fucking mess. Ellen's the, 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 the fiancé, right? Yeah, the fiancé. Yeah. Fucking Ellen. And then we get to something that actually might be kind of, like, shocking and, in, in like, different, which is Matthew McConaughey, bloody, face down, ass up in a hotel room, Getting, you know, gang essentially bang. killed and gangbanged by a bunch of black guys that he's, you know, found interested in and barked up the wrong tree. I'm just past the point. Like, I, I'm just like, like, you can't you can't win me back with this. Right. Especially because you follow it up with, we don't know if, if he's going to make it out alive. And that's when Nicole Kidman and Zac Efron finally fuck, kind of out of pity. And he's acting like there's nothing wrong. Like he's giggling and laughing and they're having a good time. And then the fucking nerve. The nerve. The fucking nerve. Macy Gray's narrating and she's like, well, I guess we've seen enough. And they cut away. We saw her piss on him. Like, give us the payoff. Give me something. Give me that let, let me see. Let me see a titty in Zac Efron's mouth. You know, let me see Nicole Kidman's butt crack. Let me see a ball. There's one of Zac Efron's balls. I I, I would tune in. And they're talking to the audience now. They're talking to us. They're mocking us (laughs) for still sitting through this. Um, And then it just gets grimier. So this whole time, Yardley has been an... Oh, uh, shit. What? It's a swerve. It's a swerve. He doesn't. Oh, you should turn the fan on. He does not sound like he's from London. (laughs) This whole time, he has been an American. American! Who's been... uh, Pretending. Pretending to be British, so that way he can get treated less racist, essentially. And he's... Well, yeah, because if he's a British black person, he wouldn't have been a slave in America. Because this is the 60s. And slavery Every other end. scene in this movie is him getting treated just as bad. No, as I'm aware. It's, it's fucking I'm aware. stupid. And then uh, the only reason that he was with 
McConaughey's character is because he Swerve! Like, drunkenly sucked his dick once. What? Swerve after swerve! Um, and also, one article in the newspaper gets this motherfucker pardoned. One article! It was a good article. Woodward and Bernstein wrote like 900 articles before Nixon got out of fucking office. That was the president, though. This is this is Hillary Von Wetter. <laughs> late, all right, in lately, floor he lives in the fucking no, swamp. Point for Samantha. That's that's correct. Uh, so he gets out. Then they act. Then they actually have sex, and it might be just as bad as when they didn't touch each it's other. Fucking worse. He's like putting his thumb in her mouth and like choking her, and they got her the bed over thing- a washing machine. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's so good. I don't want to see John like, Cusack's ass. Their interactions are just so gross. And like, I, and just look. so weird and so gross. And I understand that they're swamp people <laughs> and that they're like rednecks from Alabama. Swamp but people. Yeah, I, I, I get I it. Don't wanna, I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to know about not that aspect. Not a fun movie does it make. No, not at all. Like... Not at all. And then everything falls apart. Kind of funny, right? McCon- whatever McConaughey was doing in the shower when he was talking to to Zac Efron about whatever's going on, they go to the wedding With his of their one dad. Eye. Oh yeah, because he's he now him. now he's a fucking pirate because of the <laughs> beating he got. I don't mean that as a fucking joke. Cause he's wearing an eye patch. He literally is told when they're going to go try to save Nicole Kidman later on to make a pirate noise, uh, Ward. <laughs> um. Anita got fired at some point. Now she's just the help at the wedding, and she's treated like shit there. But she has a letter for Jack from what the fuck is Ellen? Ellen? No, Nicole Kidman. Oh, character. Charlotte. Charlotte. Charlotte Bless. That name sucks. <laughs> uh, so they go to save her. Mind you, they bring like a bottle of whiskey with them and drink the whole fucking thing. So they're shit faced. Some gallivanting caravan of rescuers. It was the swamp. I don't give a baker's fuck. They go to save her. He's got an eye patch. They're cracking jokes. Of course, she's already dead. No suspense or drama there. They see it. She's in a chair. Just fucking dolled up. Just fucking. Yeah, yeah. He killed. He killed her. He killed her God knows how long ago. Hillary Von Wetter. Well, obviously she had gotten ready to go to the wedding. Because this whole time, by the way, the alibi, everything was just made up is what was revealed. Like, yeah, he, yeah. he did kill the guy. He's a fucking terrible person. Not that the guy that he killed wasn't terrible as well, but it's always been him. And I don't care what's on my face right now. Um, we're talking about Paperboy. I want to be disgusting. <laughs> um, and he knows... As soon as he gets there, oh, she's dead, and she, she's here, and all this stuff. Zach Efron's just spitting everywhere. <laughs> What's he doing? Spitting everywhere. There's more drool than a fucking St. Bernard convention. Oh, fuck. And then, his dumbass mouth and actions just totally anticlimactically get Matthew McConaughey's throat, throat slit I was from like, ear oh, to fuck. ear with a machete. I'm just like, I was oh, like, oh, oh, fuck, he killed... Oh, fuck. He just slit his fucking neck. Yep. No reason. Well, his throat, not his neck. Well, his throat. It'd be funny. I'm going to slit your neck. Oh, okay. I don't, I'm going to bleed a lot. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, and then Zach Efron just runs away cussing him. Poor and thing. has to stay underwater yeah, in the swamp yeah, yeah, under the to swamp. survive. And in the trees. Like Little neck. Tarzan boy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. Don't shit on Tarzan Boy. His name's Jungle Boy. Oh, you're talking about this, don't shit on the song. And the song. Shout out to Baltimore. Is, is Tarzan Boy. Baltimore is the best part of the Paperboy because it's not in Paperboy. Look. There was no David Tyree Henry in this movie. I Brian know. Tyree Henry. David Tyree <laughs> is the wide receiver from the New York Giants that had the helmet catch. At least you didn't confuse the chubs. Poor <laughs> Fuck you, Rich. <laughs> Poor Zac Efron, or poor Jack, he had the two most important people in his life murdered, and... But he finds, so, okay, so... But then he escaped. Yeah, so, then Wetter is, like, in a boat in the swamp for well, hours. How else would you get around the swamp? You can't swim in the swamp. Zac Efron... Apparently you can! 
His clothes were ruined. He couldn't go to work. Apparently, remember when David Blaine went in that bubble and tried to breathe underwater for like 15 days? <laughs> Shouldn't have done Zach, Zach Efron's thing. <laughs> I don't remember that. Tell me more about that, no. David Blaine. David no, there Blaine, David, best, best ma- magician David show. Blaine at one point like lived under like a like a like a water crypt for a week and then also that's yes yes it did something of that nature i don't know like a water vampire he tried to hold his breath underwater for like 15 minutes or something it happened i'm telling you it happened i uh so at some point as he's out and about trying to search for him zach efron is so fucking shinobi ninja (laughs) that he's able to circumvent this getting found and go back killer load up two human corpses on another boat mind you Matthew McConaughey was probably like what like 6'2 200 pounds yeah but Zach Efron's got muscles didn't you see him in Baywatch well I don't know because he's in his underwear half the damn time so he looks good in this movie too yeah I know but he loads him up in a boat and he's takes strong. him away and then the, the, the lazy ass Macy Gray narration tells us that oh yeah Hillary Van Wetter got the chair and uh, Jack became a, a famous writer, and the movie just kind of, like, ends. Yeah. I mean, what more did you want from that? At, at that point, nothing, because I wanted it to fucking end. This was... Like, if that isn't the best way to get you to watch this movie, is me telling you how batshit insane this movie is. Like, it's bonkers. Like, it's it's one of those movies where, like, you have to... Exp- That's another thing I have to give credit for. Like, you have to experience how actively bad this movie is while trying to think it's some kind of prestige art. Like, it's shocking how awful this is. It's bad. And a lot of the reason is because of the performances. All these people are fucking committed, and they should have been committed when they signed on to the fucking movie. Who is your MVP? I have to pick somebody. We have to pick somebody. I have to pick someone. I have three people written down, and for two of them, I have a second set of parentheses changing my mind, which I've never done before. Like, I wrote Nicole Kidman down pretty early. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she does a great job being white trash. Yeah, like the character is awful. The character's awful, like, but she does everything, a great job. Everything out of her mouth or everything pretending to go in her mouth is absolutely deplorable. It just, it just, just but the But she, she for sure embodies it. Absolutely. But... Off of off of the sex scene with John Cusack, I, I have to rescind it. Like, there's no way I can award a human being. But she did a great job that. acting. No. no, no, no. I mean, nothing was actually happening, and she and then orgasmed. I had David Ayello, who I was like, well, I think he's not from London, bitch. I think he's I think he's embarrassing himself the least here, right? <laughs> and then in that scene when he has that like hardcore, uh, for lack of a better word, like ghetto demeanor to Zac Efron for 30 seconds. I was like, well, that was terrible. Why? Like, it wasn't necessary. I rescinded it. So then I was left with McConaughey, who was like, I guess he might be the real answer because at least he's just McConaughey in it and doesn't do anything that offensively bad. I don't think he was compelling enough, though. He wasn't compelling enough. I think Nicole Kidman's the right answer here. if, If you're compelling... In this movie, doesn't that mean you're probably doing a bad job? No. Like, what's valuable about being compelling in this movie? Because that means you're just playing up to the gritty no. awfulness of it all. No, it's like like Nicole came in and took the character that was obviously poorly written I, and and a bad person. And I'll still give it to it you. Brought it to the screen, right? Brought it to life, basically. Whereas. You know, and I, and I don't know anyone who could have done that, made it believable. She was believable. I will give and you, I will, I will, I will. Like, made it believable and, and had some kind of, like, presence where you kind of knew, like, when she realized that she had made the mistake. Like, like you could see it in her eyes, the different, I don't have a pen. Okay. The different, um, the different emotions and things that she was going through and, like, the character changes. So I felt like she 
Yeah, I don't think anyone else could have done done it to the degree that she did. Um, so that's so. I mean, that's what I think. But you can convince me on McConaughey. No, I, I don't have the strength. But a believable presence, I think, is the perfect way to explain that decision that we're about to make. That she's the MVP of the movie. So yes, we will give it to Nicole Kidman. Um, let me just confirm. No, I believe that's her first MVP. I don't know if we've watched very many Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not a big Nicole Kidman fan. Like, just nothing about her has really like done it for me as an actress. Um, or like the projects that she's taken on and the stuff I have watched is like this and like being the Ricardos. So I, oh, you know, yeah, not, not I've never given her like a fair shake, I guess. But I, I will say she's always, you know, she always is going full board. So give her credit there. So Nicole Kim and the MVP of Paperboy, the Paperboy. Um, whenever you say pap- whenever you say Paperboy, I'm like oh. Paperboy, Paperboy, yeah. all about that. I'm also thinking of the great NES game Paperboy, which I love playing. Uh, LVP. I think it's Macy Gray. I it th- has to be Macy Gray. She was... I think it's Macy Gray. <laughs> unintelligible. She mumbled. I couldn't understand what she was saying. I also think that she was, like, incoherent half the time. And I don't think that she had any chemistry with... Anybody. Anyone. So, especially, like, she's supposed to have this motherly <coughs> bond with Zac Efron. And, like, you could feel it from him and his playfulness and stuff with her. Because trying. he's charismatic. That's because I don't think... And, and we didn't mention Zac Efron in, like, the MVP, LVP discussion. Oh, he was my other LVP nomination. I don't think he did... Uh, I don't think he did anything too egregious. I, 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 I Let's finish with Macy Gray and I'll, I'll say my piece about Zac Efron. I just think, I just think that, especially compared, like, to the other characters, like, she just... Lacked total charisma. No. I couldn't understand her. She was in and a coma she, this whole movie. She basically. was just... I feel like she was just herself. Yeah. and Like, I feel like I've seen interviews or, like, something of her. And that's just how she is. Shout out to Kieran uh, in the Brophy's. Irish He's pub. probably in jail. Uh, who would sing Macy Gray's Icar. This is a ginger white man who would sing Macy Gray's I Try. From ser- from the bar serving people drinks and it was at our, our impeccable. go-to place of karaoke. Impeccable. Yeah, like how she became the choice as the narrator of the movie. And no one said, Let, let's take that again. Nobody said, let's take that again. Yeah. Like I know that you're in like, like hick country, Florida. And that's not to say that I understood anyone else clearly in this movie either. But it's like... It's it's like in the Waterboy movie. Farmer Fran. Farmer Fran. Yeah, I remember the times. I I felt yeah. like I was listening to that the entire time. Yeah, she she's like, the first it should person. Be, like in the Waterboy, they made it a small part. Like they use comic it, relief. Yeah, for comic relief, but in the Waterboy. Right, but like they used it for comic relief, but it was also not like he had like one line, two lines, right? Like it wasn't like. Hmm. Narrating the fucking movie. I wrote her down immediately when she um when she went in and they were, her and Zach Efron were doing that uh that rapport. Where she's like, he's like, I could have been jerking off in here, and she like pretends to be him. I was just like, oh god, I'm in for an hour and a half. Exactly. Woof. So about Zach Efron, he was my other LVP choice, and my reasoning was because even though most of the people in this movie are giving like really shitty performances, he was still to me totally outclassed by all the rest. Whereas all the rest of them are going for it, but you can tell there's a certain level of expertise with them, but they're maybe going to it at a faultish level. Whereas him, he's going for it, and he's just not hitting it at all. Like, him crying and mumbly and, and crying and spitting, and him, like, his infatuation looks with Nicole Kidman and him... You know, like you said, trying to have, like, these bonds with people. Like, every time he's trying to be, like, younger brother of Matthew McConaughey, I was just like, God, go the fuck away. It's <laughs> annoying the shit out of me. Uh, so he would have been my, my follow-up there. Uh, we didn't talk about John Cusack, which I think is perfect. 
I think, he, you know, he was, it's a weird choice for this role. Like, I don't know what about John Cusack as a backwoods psychopathic killer, how that came together. It's like the Nicolas Cage not answer the phone. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Was was wild to me. So yeah, so Macy Gray is the LVP of the Paperboy. Nicole Kidman is the MVP of the Paperboy. <sighs> I am fucking blown up. <laughs> this movie, this movie took did it to you. Everything out of me. I I cannot tell a lie. I cannot tell a lie. This movie sucked. The listeners at home enough how this is one of those movies that's so bad you have to experience it but make sure you you listen to me and know what you're getting into because all my raving and ranting and hyperbole it's nothing like the real thing <laughs> I'm, I feel like we're still missing stuff because we didn't get the whole fucking story because we couldn't understand half the fucking thing and their and their edits and their cuts who knows what we missed yeah it's it's hot garbage. Hot garbage. Anything else? Hot jambalaya. N- no. Nothing else. Please, please let me stop talking oh, about this. Oh, uh, the reason why the movie was called The Paperboy is because... Uh, oh, you got these paper... These your paper boys? These your paper boys? I, I guess that, that's Are these your paper reason. boys? So, Ward Jansen being this, you know, star reporter that went... For the Miami for Times. For the Miami Times. Uh, his brother... You know, Miami it, Times isn't that. It ain't shit. Shout out to the Herald. Um, These your paper boys. The dad still runs the newspaper in town, and when Jack came back after draining the pool out, getting kicked out of school, uh, he just was a, a paper boy. Well, and and it's also called the Paper Boys because no, it's just called the Paper Boys, not plural. Well, it's called the Paper Boy because when. Uh, I guess in Nicole Kimmons' letters to... Hillary? Hillary. Yeah, Charlotte's letters to Hillary. She said, I've got th- these gentlemen who work on this newspaper who are going to try to exonerate you. And he and when he met them, he said, these are your paper boys. And then when he killed Matthew McConaughey's character, he said, come on, paper boy. To Zach Efron before Zach Efron ran into the swamp. You know, I know it's November, but I'm glad it took us. I'm glad we got your annual. I'm gonna really hammer this one impression to the ground, like Joe your, from Scrawl last year. It's your paper. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> That's terrible. That's so it's been bad. Been too long since I've seen that movie. We're gonna have to rewatch it. So oh I no! I, nail this impression. I actually buried it in the backyard. No, my mom still has it. She's probably gonna bring it. To our house for Christmas. I'll bury your mom in the backyard if she brings <laughs> that back in the house. What's your score for the paper boy? This your paper boy? <laughs> this your paper boy? I'm going to give this movie a two. You give it a two? A one and a half. No, you don't change your score. Whatever feels right to you. I'm giving it a one and a half. Because uh, like I said earlier... Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the two on it. Can you just explain what each half point is for? This your paper boy. <laughs> and <laughs> that's your paper boy. <laughs> and come and get I'm gonna get you paper boy. And um I swear to god, if Atlanta ends with John Cusack killing paper boy, <laughs> I will bow <laughs> Oh! That was the thing I wanted to mention. So so everything I said about you have to experience this movie. Fuck that. Just watch the goof who stood by the door Atlanta most recent episode three times instead of watching this. It is one of the greatest episodes of television ever produced. It almost literally killed me because it was like at the peak of how bad I was feeling and I couldn't help cackle at the reveal that happens in that. So watch that instead of this. Um, my half point that I was referencing was, uh, um, was because of the audaciousness and the Mm -hmm. so bad it has to be seen. Like, if you can do, like, I reserve one for the shit of shit where, like, there's no way, except cats, there's no way any right-minded person 
should waste any of their time sitting and giving... That's a one. You know what I mean? A one and a half is for those movies where it's like, how the fuck did this get made? Hey, everyone, look how the fuck this got made. This is terrible. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah, that, yeah like the raccoon. Like. The raccoon syndrome. Yeah. Right? Um, I gave it another half point because uh, go Gators. <laughs> okay. I'm a better alumni Fair. than you. So a 1.75 for the paper boy, that's correct? That's appropriate. I think that's very appropriate. So this is from our can't pick list. So if you remember our schedule over the next uh, few weeks, we got Rocket Man, your nomination next week. Then we have uh, Blood Money, finally, our random movie. And Whatever then Jillian, the fuck that's about. Jillian has selected her movie for her birthday, which also will be in the, the, the holiday season. Also because we'll be going to a uh, special event, sp- some special festivities, uh, like we did last year for Elf at uh, the Gaylord Palm. We'll be watching uh, The Grinch, the, the modern Illumination animated version of The Grinch with Benedict Cumberbatch. Then we're going to wrap it up with The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. And then, in about six weeks' time, five weeks' time, we'll get back to our camp pick list. Now, I suggested this to you, and you, I just want to confirm, you're saying nay, what we did for Halloween with the camp pick list. We're just running it, because there's really only one Christmas movie on this list, and it's not really a Christmas movie, and I don't feel like having that debate with multiple people. So we're just going to run the numbers, and whatever comes up, comes up is what we're doing. Yeah. All right. So pro, random number generator, please. Random number generator. One and 117. One to 117? Mm-hmm. One, two, 117. Okay, ready? Yep. 88. 88. So I have to go backwards. It's 99, 98, 97, 96, 95, 94, 93, 92, 91, 90, 89, 88. Mm-hmm. Ooh, 88 is a movie that's dark and gritty and disgusting, but for all the right reasons as opposed to this one, seven. Oh, man. Seven. Oh, cool. Just in time for the holiday season. <laughs> It's going to be a tough one to watch. Why? We're not what? watching it in the room with Spacey. What's in the box? <laughs> huh? No, it's out of the box. It's upstairs. Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode of Married Movies. We encourage you as always. <laughs> Go to arcadia.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you go to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Um, you can also find us on the Arcade Radio Network uh, on the Blank Slate for our little draft streak we got going on. In a few weeks, we'll have our, our chicken draft. And we're hopefully going to have some other drafts at least once a month. Chicken another, draft, Barry Wendell. Another, I think you said every time, uh, some other content through there. Facebook.com slash MarriedWithMovies at MarriedWithMovies on Twitter. MarriedWithMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Mall 38 on Instagram. For you. I jam with your Sam. Also for me. ArcadeAudio.net slash podblogger for my retro wrestling diary. This week is another In Your House. It is a cold day in hell is what the, the show is called. Your house? What? Huh? Whose house? Also watch Dogma. Uh, I had to watch it off of YouTube. Here's a fucking asinine story. So Dogma, of course, is like basically on the verge of being lost media because Harvey Weinstein has hold, held up the rights to it and Kevin Smith doesn't feel like paying the asinine amount of money he wants to buy it back. So, like, the DVD is out of print, so the one I have upstairs is, you know, valuable. But I was too lazy to go upstairs and get it, so I just put it on YouTube, because it was the whole thing was on YouTube. Gets the end of the fucking movie, and, like, the last minute and a half is cut off. What the fuck is that about? Is that a way to, like, keep it on YouTube? Yep. Oh, so annoying. So, yeah, so I watched Dogma the other day. And that's why I was referencing it, because whose house runs house? Something that Matt Damon's character says in the movie. Mm. 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 Save it for the podcast, buddy. Whenever we get around to it. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movie. Hey, you this your paper boy? Yo, where's my paper boys? 
I'm literally going to end this with the Land of Paper Boys song. Yeah, you should. I was going to say The music that. in this movie is just whatever. Mariah Carey wrote a song for this, and I don't know where it was. Up John Cusack's ass. Really? Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.